Justified Season 6, Episode 10, Trust is Over, but we're just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Justified Podcast. I am Josh Wiggler. I am joined here by a man who just will not give me his hat. Uh, no matter how much I threaten him, it's Antonio Mazzaro. Antonio, what's the deal? Can't you? Uh, I got a hundred bucks. Is American money no good for you? I got it in Louisville, Josh. It's one of the. I'm sure if you want a hat, you can order one off the internet. I don't know how to use the internet. Oh, wow. That's right. <laughs> that, that is uh, that's my first. And this making this uh, podcast recording very difficult. This yeah. is like is this smoke signals? Where? Oh no, this is the tin can uh, and piece of string uh, podcast, right? Right. Yeah, we're just like we have like uh, cans. We're in a tree house. I'm in a tree house. You're in a tree house. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's I was going right to say tree house. Yeah. Uh, it's no. like a lime house, but not really. No, I've got my buddy Mikey has been uh, operating all of my oh, no. all of my technology, and um, he's, he's been, been he's been coding for you. Yeah, he's been coding for me. So <laughs> he's been he's been the guy who's really been making all this happen. Oh man, yeah. Mikey, what? Oh no, we have to. Oh, there's man. a lot of oh nos in this episode. Of yeah, this. I mean it's a what? I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. It's once again an oh yeah in terms of quality. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I mean, this season's fucking awesome. Let me just drop a hard F Whoa, right there. Hard F. Let me drop a hard F right there and just say this final season of Justified is fantastic. We'll we'll um, edit in a, a warning at the beginning of the podcast, right? No, we won't. You know, yeah. you know what to expect from Antonio and I at this point. Yes, that's right. Uh, no, this, se- this season is hard F awesome. Uh, everything that happened tonight was hard F crazy, um, and we've got a lot of oh nos to discuss. First and foremost, the fact that uh, that Boyd just took a bullet. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, what is it with Ava Crowder and shooting Crowders? She loves to shoot those Crowders. And and uh, I think, I mean, uh, look, I, are we going to go full spoiler with the, the previews from next week? I, I don't know. We, we have to make a policy about this right now. Uh, what, why don't we why don't we say at the very end we can get into some of the preview stuff, if that's OK? OK, so what I'll say is. Boyd looks like uh, he's probably alive, right? He took that one in the shoulder, I think. Uh, not not really right in the heart, right? He took it. It looked like he took it in the shoulder. Uh, I don't think that they're going to kill Boyd Crowder off this way, but it doesn't matter. Like, you know, first off, I mean, it does matter. If he if he dies here, that's insane. I don't think that that's how Boyd Crowder is going to die. There was no fanfare, no lead up, um, unless you count, you know, the past 10 episodes being lead up, which I think is arguably lead up and arguably the four seasons prior or the five seasons <laughs> there was no lead up except every other yeah, episode yeah, yeah. before but, this but i mean up in, in the moment like it happened so fast that i feel like if that's how boyd crowder dies i think i almost would have rather him die in the mine um so i don't think that he's dead and what i think is a bigger deal is that he's been shot by ava crowder uh yeah. there's no taking that back no backsies on that no, he'd probably rather be dead at some, on some level because that is a major, major violation and uh, not one that I think uh, if he is alive that he'll be able to live down or not, maybe that she'll be able to live down. You know, a major violation, um, but, you know, not not for nothing. He really was at one point earlier in the season um, going to potentially kill her. You know, when we had that moment out in the woods by Bulletville when he tests her and sees if she's going to uh, – if she's going to actually use that gun on him, it's empty. And I think that he would have turned around and he probably would have killed her right there. Uh, so now she has shot him. Uh, so as heartbroken as he might be, I would not put it past um, a, a shot injured Boyd Crowder to turn the gun on Ava at this point. So I'm very, very worried about Ava, not the least of which is because 
I don't know about you, Antonio. I wonder if she's got that ten million in uh, in that truck right now. Oh, and and I, it's in my notes, brother. I wondered the same thing. There wasn't much of a much of a check there that Boyd put on. He did see some cash, yeah. But uh, what's under that cash? I I don't know. I don't feel that great about ten million bucks. But I don't think Avery Markham is that sentimental of a man, uh, or is that stupid of yeah, a man? Yeah, I was gonna say stupid would be the S word I would use. Yeah. So uh, I just don't. I don't think that's the ten million there. I and unfortunately, I well, I don't. It will all come crashing down for Ava Crowder fairly quickly if it is not. Ava Randolph, maybe I should say. Yeah, I think she's Ava Randolph these days. Uh, all right, well, let's get into this. Let's talk about this episode of Justify, unless there's anything before we dig into trust that you want to bring up. No, let's uh, let's do it. Um, other than to say that uh, you sent me an article today by Vulture that was like a, a review of this final season of Justify that was glowing. Great read. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was mainly about um, how this season of Justified in a subtle way uh, is talking about social issues or, or making some societal commentary. I think uh, a lot of the knock on Justified early on in series one would have been a uh, season one would have been that it was story of the week type stuff. Very well written, very well acted, but kind of the kind of thing you might see on USA or, you know, another network. But uh, I think slowly but surely this has turned into uh, a show with a lot more teeth to it, but not so much gator teeth. Gator teeth, in fact, bloody gator teeth, uh, but not so much that it's beating you over the head with those bloody gator teeth. And I think the whole point of that article is just that this sort of social commentary uh, and and the discussions of of kind of what's happening in Harlan uh, and the way the world is changing and leaving some people behind. There's a lot of that going on with this final season, uh, and it's doing it in a subtle way. So it's in, in in some ways it's even more brilliant than I think we would we would normally think. So. I don't know. It's uh, worth a read. We'll throw that up on the show page for yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely include that in the show notes. We're also including you guys in the show tonight. Uh, we are recording this immediately after the episode. We are seeing your tweets coming in, so we will get to as many of those as we can. Uh, obviously, very big episode. Lots of questions on everybody's mind, so we will we will dive into all of that as we can. Let's start trust with um, with Catherine Hale, who is on the phone with Win Duffy, who is in his RV with Raylan. And Tim, uh, yeah. so Mole Patrol still in full effect when Duffy is still working with the marshals here. Guacamole. Guacamole. Yeah, and, and I thought that this was there's actually a, a pretty nice little uh, bit of camera work here where you see Wynn on the phone with Catherine Hale, and then we sort of pan around and we see Tim and Raylan just kind of sitting there uh, posted up in the Winnebago. So, yeah, this is Wynn Duffy kind of being a, a really kind of scummy, moly worm. And he's uh, it's a self-preservation, of course, but uh, it's not it doesn't make it any easier to deal with, um, especially for Mikey, right? Especially for Mike. Oh, Mikey boy. and his code. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Mikey code. The Mikey code. Yeah. So, so Wynn is trying to, to figure out if Catherine is still good with, uh, you know, stealing the loot from, from Markham. Catherine's pissed that she almost got blown up. Rightfully so, I think. Rightfully so. Uh, rightfully so to be upset about that. Um, and Wynn's just, yeah, he's just gut checking her to make sure that they're still on the same side, but he's really kind of putting on a, uh, a song and dance for the marshals. 
Yeah, and and he, but he, they're also really pumping him pretty hard. They're putting him in a, a position where he doesn't have much of a choice but to kind of help them and work with them. This is a bad spot for Win Duffy. He Very really bad. he has to sing for his supper here, and you know every time he thinks that he is doing um, enough to you know alleviate his position to to give them you know what they need. They keep asking for more. So they're still not satisfied with Win, even though he did give them the time and place that Boyd was going to make his move on the vault. It's not satisfying to them because they didn't catch Boyd in the act. You know, no money was stolen. The, the job was botched. Uh, Boyd is uh, he remains at large. So they want Win to keep working with Boyd so that they can find out what Boyd's plan to get um, Avery's money is going to be. And more importantly than that, so that they can kind of manufacture Boyd's plan. Yeah. Uh, and, and really kind of work all angles of it. And, and this is, I mean, look, they're relentless. And we see Vasquez later in the app being relentless. The police and the cops and the, the feds and the marshals, they're all just super relentless. I mean, and <laughs> it's almost like they know they're on a TV show that only has four episodes left tonight. Josh. Something like that. Something like yeah. That. And three more after tonight. Yeah. So, yeah, it's almost like they know that because they're really pushing, pushing win and putting them in a tough spot. But um, again, masterwork by Raylan, really, to kind of play all sides against the other uh, and to really kind of play each other off of themselves without them really knowing it. And I mean, he's worked Avery Markham up pretty good. Uh, he's obviously working win pretty good. Uh, he's working with Ava. So Raylan is doing a kind of a masterful job, even though he doesn't have anything to show for it just yet. He seems to be the one in control of what everybody's doing. At the moment. Yeah, ATM. ATM. Uh, an ATM would be nice for uh, Avery Markham if he could just deposit all that money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, you're talking about an automatic teller machine. That is what I'm talking about. Okay, I got it. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what we're doing right now. Uh, we have So we have that. We have Raylan uh, basically saying, when we need you to go in there and, uh, you know, do what you can with, with Boyd. He also, you know, knows that Wynn is still angling for this money. He's no dummy. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, it, it, it's interesting because, um, he is no dummy, but uh, there's a lot in play here, right? Like Raylan, Raylan knows that this plan with the dummy and with, uh, with the, the sort of, uh, setup and all that, he knows that it's that, that boy, that Boyd's not going to go for that. And he sort of kind of goes off on his own, uh, and, and really sniffs out what's going to be better because he ends up being the one that trusts, um, trusts, Ava. So I don't know. It seems like it's not the best plan, but I'm, I'm pretty confident that up until the very end of this episode, Raylan is mostly in control of what's happening. Yeah, I think so. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about Limehouse entering the scene again. Uh, excited to see Limehouse tonight. Oh, I mean, I am mainly because I, I thought he would pop back up again and I'm happy that he did. I think, I mean, is this the last we got, we're getting of Limehouse? Would you, would you think that that this is the last Limehouse? Um, it's hard to see how he would fit into the picture again. I mean, it seems like he served his use. He's not owed any further money, is he? He took the 100 K and that's that. No, the only thing that made me think it was possible that we might see Limehouse again is he tells Boyd rather ominously, never come back to Harlan County. If you do this deal, right, he does the deal with him. We know how the episode ends. If if Boyd is is around uh, and returns to Harlan County, is he going to have Limehouse to answer to? Right. Uh, maybe. I feel like he's got bigger fish to fry than Limehouse. I mean, yeah, I Limehouse think I, is a fish. He's not. He's a he's a pig. 
Oh no, <laughs> no! There's several on that show, uh, and, and Limehouse is not one of them. He is, uh, he. Everyone knows he's a shrimp. He's a shrimp, Bubba Gump. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, no. He. I. I feel like that. There's, you know, there's, there's bigger, battered wolves to consider for one. If bigger, battered wolves. It's not battered wolves. I, I forgot to eat dinner before the podcast. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Listen, I. Lo- you know, I love pizza, but I wouldn't eat battered wolf pizza. Okay, well, I think you might. Oh, are we talking about like with batter or like a wolf that's been abused? Uh, I was talking about batter, but now I'm thinking about a battered wolf's shelter. Oh, well, you are who you're George R. R. Martin. I guess. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's uh, let's let's stick to the plan. Josh. Stick to the plan. Um, yeah, no, I think that I I could see Limehouse popping up in that capacity again. But I think that this was a good send off to Limehouse. I don't think that we need any more after. This. Yeah. If this is the last where we get a Limehouse, I'm satisfied. I think this is a good way for him to pop back up. He even gets a little joke in off screen uh, with the names on the passports that Ava reveals later. So if this is the last we get a Limehouse, I'm OK with that. I just did think that that was a very interesting uh, thing he made Boyd promise to uh that that boyd now had had no had every intention of following through on that promise but now he probably won't if he's still around and uh and i think that that could that could actually be that could actually lead to something there yeah i i I do think that with ava on the run at the end of the episode the very last place she's going to go at this point is noble's holler because i'd love this scene here where he says uh, of all the people women i've taken in and helped over the years i only regret one of them and then he totally mean mugs her as he's walking into the back of the bar yeah way harsh ty yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, we had a question actually from John Franco on Twitter, and John Franco wanted to know. Uh, he said, "I'm on Bourbon Watch, but I don't know that one." And uh, that was uh, that was what uh, Boyd and Ava were drinking. Uh, I I kind of tweeted back, but for the listeners, if you guys didn't catch what uh, what Boyd was drinking there, uh, that's Boyd's kind of uh, go to bourbon. Uh, that is his uh, his sort of favorite. That that is representative of his character. Uh, you can kind of look it up online, but the uh, the, the product in question is the Elmer T. Lee bourbon from uh, the Buffalo Trace Distillery in Frankfort, Kentucky, our state capital. Uh, they're the ones who distill uh, uh, the Pappy Van Winkle line as well. So they make a lot of really, they do the Blantons. We saw the Blantons on last episode, the Holy Hand Grenade. They do a lot of really small lines. Elmer T. Lee is, is Boyd's favorite. So that's what he was drinking. Sounds delish. I want some. Well, I, I want to go to there. I want to go to there. Uh, yeah, so Limehouse and Boyd, they're striking a deal with 100K to basically help help Boyd and Ava disappear. Limehouse gives him that line of don't come back to Harlan if you go through with this. Uh, So that's that's pretty well uncovered. What we haven't really talked about other than as a joke is uh, Chekhov's gator teeth. Back back in the mix, uh, as as we've been calling it, and as Brendan Fitzpatrick tweeted at us tonight, uh, Chekhov's Gator Teeth, a.k.a. Dewey Crow's Gator Teeth necklace, is in the mix. Uh, Ava has found it, and there you go, proof positive. If not quite proof positive uh, legally, then proof positive for Ava uh, with the blood splatter on the teeth that Dewey Crow is dead, and it's more than likely by Boyd's hand. Yeah, don't, uh, you know, don't ever keep, keep evidence from a crime hanging out. I mean, it's just... Common sense, I would guess. Who is this? Bob Durst? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> I think that this was Earl. I think it was Earl yeah. who held onto the necklace. So, you know, we can be mad at Boyd for killing Dewey, but in terms of keeping the evidence, that's an Earl move. I don't know. Ava knew what it was right away. She recognized that it was, I mean, it wasn't quite a turtle dog, but it was one step shy of that. Yeah. Who else do you know that wears a gator tooth necklace, Ava says? Very few people. Very few right. people, uh, although Raywin has been to Florida. You've been to Florida as well. Do a lot of people wear that? Oh, everybody. Everybody? Uh, yeah, they hand them out at the DMV if you're getting an ID card. Oh, that's great. I should go. I think I'd look good. 
<laughs> Gator teeth and frosted tips. Is that your new look? I had frosted tips in high school for a little while. I said new look. I knew I knew about the I mean, FTs. Everybody, everybody's had frosted tips at one point. Oh, yeah. I had straight up blonde hair. I know. I've seen the picture. It's great. Yeah. You were hanging was, with Michelle Obama at the time. I look like a lion. She asked me to do that, so I did it. She asked you to dye your hair? Yeah. Or to look like a lion? Both. Yeah. Well, she said, if I were the king of the forest, um, if I were the king of the forest. forest. Oh yeah, my that's God. Exactly. You're so much better than I am. That was really well, cool. You just gotta, you know, you gotta be, a, I was a lion. I was a lion, man. You're not coward, but you are kind of the cowardly lion of this podcast. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'll own yeah, that. Yeah. And I am the tin man because I have no heart. Oh no, that's not true. No. Uh, do you, do you have a hat? I do have a hat somewhere. Not currently on my head. Well, I think maybe uh, maybe you should take one from somebody. Maybe you should. Do you get jealous when you walk into restaurants or establishments and see people wearing hats that you don't think they deserve to be wearing? Not as jealous as Boone. This guy's really got a hat complex. This guy, he really does. He's like, he, don't wear the hat if you're like he, he's still obsessing about this movie cowboy thing. Uh, and I think that you know he's looking at a guy like the bartender here, who by the way is Gareth from The Walking Dead. You Walking Dead fans already knew that. I'm sure hard to not recognize this guy, um, Andrew J. West is. The the name of the actor really great on the walking dead um and he just he it sticks in his craw that like this fake this fraud this phony is wearing a hat to make himself feel like more more like a man uh i mean that's not why i wear hats normally i, I don't really know why i wear hats sometimes i feel like it was cool uh i like to wear a hat i have bad hair sometimes i want to cover my hair up you live in the big city man i know you got to go incognito as you're you're crossing town to go to goanus or wherever you're going every, every now and then every now and then uh i do have sunglasses and hat yeah you gotta blend in if you're gonna ride the train yeah. with the hoi polloi yeah groucho Marx mustache sometimes <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i can see that i can yeah. see that because I, I can't grow one naturally so i need, to, <laughs> so I need one of those oh, i like uh, my cigar but i take it out once in a while yeah but you know raylan and boone are talking about this hat thing and Boone uh, keeps asking Raylan like all these questions and he's basically saying do you think it's up to gentlemen like us to disabuse this man of this notion that he should be wearing a hat Uh, and Raylan says are you saying that we're keepers of some kind of flame Uh, well my takeaway is you're probably overestimating how much you and I have in common yeah well and i wondered about that so was he making a straw man out of your boy gareth was that was he basically telling raylan i don't think you should be wearing that hat because like that hat gareth gareth i mean later on in the I episode i don't think that he made a big deal out of that guy's hat later in the episode no. so he really was trying to find common ground with raylan making fun of the hipster as he called him yeah i think that it's i think it's this kind of thing where you know uh, Bo- Boone knows that he is on opposite sides of the line with Raylan, but that doesn't mean that they aren't kind of like equal opposites. You know, like I think that he sees a guy like Raylan and says, boy, howdy, I've met my match. I can't wait. I can't wait for this to go down. This is not a movie cowboy. This is a cowboy. I think that he respects Raylan on that level, but I think on another level, on the psychotic level that this guy queerly seems to have, uh, I think that he just cannot wait to go gunslinging against Raylan. Did uh, did anyone ever tell you, Josh, you should talk less? I should talk less? A lot of people have told me that. I've read, no, but the, I've read appara- the comments, Antonio. Apparently only one guy told Boone that. Do you think that guy, do you think it ended well for that guy? <laughs> no, probably not. I don't think so either. I really, I really liked that too. It's like, yeah, one guy did. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Like I remember the very specific incident when that happened. I remember it well, and it didn't end well for that guy. It did not end well for that guy. I mean, I think you can safely assume it did not end well for whoever that was. Uh, 
Um, so here we go. We have Raylan and Avery talking, talking to shop, even though Avery really doesn't want anything to do with Raylan right now. Uh, he wants, Raylan wants Avery to call Catherine and say that the money is being moved to Charlotte. Uh, because uh, it's going to be a way of testing Catherine Hale. Avery has no idea that Catherine Hale is in on this whole sham with Boyd and with, with Wynn and everybody. It's not on his radar whatsoever at all. Um, but Raylan and Tim obviously know based on everything that they have figured out here. Um, and in telling Catherine Hale uh, about moving the money to Charlotte, that information is going to trickle down to win, which is going to trickle down to Boyd. And that is hopefully going to set into motion chains of events that are going to get Boyd Crowder and all of his crew locked up and thrown away on Rico charges. Right. Yeah, I think so. Um, Racketeer influenced corrupt organization. Yeah. So that's the plan. It's a good plan. Yeah, it's I mean, it works pretty much immediately. Right. Like he he Markham kind of is resistant to it, but then he does definitely call her up and does definitely get that question from her and does definitely tell her North Carolina instantly happens immediately. Yeah, instantly gets that question. I make coffee takes longer to make. And longer to fill if you have a bad waitress. He calls her. uh, (laughs) He calls her and says, like, I'm just I'm fine. I'm trying to figure out where everything stands. And she goes. So, Avery, have you thought about what you're going to do with the vault money uh, immediately? Uh, and he says, I'm still trying to figure it out. And she says, well, have you made your decision yet? Uh, so those are the first two things that come out of her mouth. Uh, yeah. Not good. Um, so pretty quickly, it's if not outright proved to uh, Raylan, then it's certainly uh, to Avery. Rather, it's it's certainly on his radar that this is something that at least he's going to play ball with what Raylan told him to say. And he tells her, yeah, it's it's going to Charlotte. Um, and the very next scene is at Boyd's bar uh, with Wynn and the gang, everybody planning um, that the money is going to be going to Charlotte. And they got to they got to stop Markham on the state line. Like they're, the the plan is that Markham is going to think that. Uh, Boyd believes that he's going to Lexington with all the money, but in actuality, he's going to North Carolina and um, Boyd is ready to to meet him at the border because he's gone on some liquor runs in his time. So he knows this. Uh, he knows this this trip with his eyes closed. Yeah. And I, I know that feeling there. It's interesting because, you know, do you, did you pick up on why he would have said that? Like wh- what the significance of that would have been? Dry County or something. Yeah, some yeah. Kentucky flavor for sure. Yeah. Uh, just certain counties in Kentucky, you just can't buy alcohol. And I know that there are states that have that, but it's not it's not every state for sure. And yeah. uh, there are definite parts of Kentucky where that's the case. And I've, I've been in places in Kentucky, Somerset, where Lake Cumberland is. Uh, you have to drive to Tennessee to get things. Uh, and you feel like you're committing some sort of federal crime. Uh, but it happens. And it certainly would have happened uh, in parts of the east where Boyd grew up. So liquor runs. It's pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Good local flavor. Good yeah. job, writers to justify. Uh, Boyd also has a great line where he says, never give up before the miracle happens. Uh, yeah, it's great. I like that. I think that that's a good philosophy to have. Yeah, I like to never give up before the miracle whip happens. <laughs> I know. That's the problem, man. You got to scale back on the miracle whip. Who said it was a problem? What are I'm we, saying what are we it's a problem. Into? I'm saying it right now. Oh, man. Oh, really? Really? All right. All right. It's a problem for me as well. So I'm okay. really just uh, throwing <laughs> stones from this Miracle Whip house. Uh, <laughs> it's really delicious house. So white. It's so delicious is what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. A little paprika uh, in the mix. 
Paprika and Miracle Whip? I don't know. Some some miracle happening there. I don't know. <laughs> Never heard of that one before, but all right, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Why not? Uh, well, let's let's talk about the miracle that is Mikey and Wynn uh, oh. in the RV. And we're starting to get uh, the sense that Mikey is like Mikey has turned a corner with Wynn. I think that you can really feel it, even though we don't know exactly what's going to happen between Mikey and Wynn in this episode. Right from this scene in the RV where uh, where Mikey is like saying, do you have any more calls you need to make? Uh, and Wynn is just, he's not having, he says, Mikey, if you're going to mention that code again, I'm going to need you to pull over, get me some bananas so I can eat something that tastes the same coming up as it does going down. Uh, but no, Mikey is done with the code. He says he's decided to put his big boy pants on. Is Um, that, is that true about bananas? Yeah. Have you never heard that? I mean, I've never tested the theory, but I've heard, I've heard this. If you puke bananas, they say they taste the same as if when you ate them. They say like when you're going to like uh, to fly a plane, like um, like, you know, like a, be like a pilot, not like a commercial pilot, but like one of those like sweet planes. They can do the tricks in and you can twirl around and all the fun stuff, which I've yeah. never done because I've got bad eyes and I would crash a plane immediately. <laughs> um, but I've heard I've heard it said that they advise you to eat bananas because bananas taste the same coming up as they do going down. Now that you've said I would crash a plane immediately, I want to give a shout out to our friends at the NSA who are listening into this podcast. No, 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 no. I didn't mean it like that. I mean it literally just because I can't see worth a damn. I'm Mr. Magoo in that in that. Oh, no. Mr. Wigoo. <laughs> Mr. Wigoo. No, I, I had not heard that. I, I don't know that. I know a lot of friends who would like to fly as a sort of a hobby. Uh, but uh, but no, I, I'd never heard the bananas thing. That's bananas, man. Yeah, that's bananas. Uh, there's always money in the banana stand. But uh, but when Duffy he he wants some bananas I don't know I feel like that was not the straw that broke the Mikey's back him mocking Mikey like that I agree with you no that I Mikey's don't think mind it was, the was straw kind of already either. made up but yeah. that didn't help no it didn't help I think his mind is made up at this point he knows exactly what he's going to do so uh, what I mean is that uh, just the the very fact that Win has outed himself as a rat is really not sitting well with Mikey's code but beyond that. Mikey, who is no dummy, I mean, we we know that he is very good in Scrabble. Uh, you know, this is a this is a guy who can put put some serious words together. It's kind of a plexing, really. It's a very he's a very plexing guy, and he has uh, he has uh, deuce deuced, which I believe is the right word here. He has deuce deuced that. You talking uh, about tennis? No, he has deuce deuced that. <laughs> Win is uh, the Grady Hale rat. Yes. Yes, he has deuce deuced that. He's deuce deuced it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's gonna he's gonna put some some uh, some plans into motion. Yeah, and I mean it's just I, the way that scene was shot. I thought they did a really good job of of really making that kind of evident that there was something going on with Mikey there, uh, and that we as the audience, because we were seeing the way the camera was kind of lingering and moving around the scene, we knew. But man, alive, uh, Win Duffy just has no clue uh, that it's coming because he proceeds to you know really dig the knife into Mikey a little bit and make fun of him for the code and then later on make fun of him for figuring stuff out. Yeah, so yeah. Um, this is just not something Wynn saw coming, even though I think you're right in this scene, we definitely see it coming. Yeah. Not on his radar at all, but we are suspicious of Mikey in this moment, just as Raylan is suspicious of this whole situation of setting Boyd up to hit the truck on its way to Charlotte. Um, he believes that Boyd is too smart to fall for this plan, even though everything's in place, even though they put this big truck together, they are watching uh, Earl wait for the truck to leave at this moment. Um, everything is in place. And Tim says, so the deal is, is that Boyd is so smart that he's stupid. 
Um, and Raylan says, listen, last time we tried something like this, we, we wound up with Boyd's underwear in our hands. Uh, it's a fair point. So Raylan is trying to be cautious not to underestimate Boyd Crowder right now. Yeah, uh, and, and I, I appreciate that. It's why I think that at the end of the day, Avery Markham did not give Boyd all that money because the characters are all a lot smarter, I think, than the the very base plans are giving them credit for. Like, I do think that Rayland is right to recognize that Boyd is is not going to fall for this. I think that he, he just knows it, and and Boyd knows that Rayland knows it, and Boyd is trying to get ahead of Rayland in some way and yells at Ava uh, in the in this next scene here um, about it. So it, it's something what that... A, what a dick, by the way. He, he's under a lot of stress. It's $10 million, man. He's under a lot of stress, but like, this is just... First off, he's a jerk, but second off, this is probably not wise to like poke the bear. You know, he knows that Ava was at one point at least contemplating devouring him. Yeah. Uh, was at least at one point thinking of totally ratting out on him, totally narking out on him. Uh, and he is verbally abusing her, not to mention he kind of physically abused her last week uh, by throwing her around and certainly physically abused her up in Bulletville uh, when he grabbed her by the throat. Um, so, Boyd, you got to cool your jets here, buddy. Uh, you really should be playing this a lot smarter than you are. This is a very sensitive person you're dealing with right now. Not to mention, and I want to get to this right now. We had an email uh, to Post Show Recaps. You can always um, you can always give us feedback. It's postshowrecaps.com slash feedback. You can, if you have a longer question or you don't use Twitter, uh, you can essentially fill out the form there and we get an email with your feedback. Hunter Scholl, who has uh, been a good provider of feedback throughout our rewatch and podcast, has emailed and said, have we really seen the last of Carl and Earl? If so, what a non-payoff to that storyline. And I know we don't see the last of them in this scene, but this is the scene where Boyd, you talk about a dick, he's basically, Ava's like, what about Earl and Carl? Like, you're just going to serve them up? And Boyd's like, yep, no problem, go serve them up. Zero problem. Yeah. Uh, Guess what? I bet that's a problem. I, I and I think so. We'll talk about that. I think a, a little bit later when we see him going down, or or we can talk about it now. But I do think it's going to be a problem. We can just talk about it right now. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be a problem. They're going to get busted because of this because Boyd is hanging them out to dry. But Boyd is is planning on a reality where he is escaping with Ava, where he and Ava are running away with ten million dollars and never seeing uh, Harlan County again, never setting foot in Harlan again. Uh, but what he doesn't count on is that he's not leaving Harlan, at least not right now, potentially not ever. If he is dead, I do not believe that to be the case. Uh, he has been, uh, shot, but I think that he's fine. Well, it's not fine, but he's not dead. Uh, and I think that that means, you know, he's still in the same town as, as Earl and Carl. Uh, what's the next step? Is he going to get thrown into lockup? Uh, is, is he going to encounter these guys again? I think that, you know, the, the friction that we had noticed between Carl and, and Boyd, um, whether or not Carl was going to rip Boyd off, I guess maybe we'll never know now that there's really no chance. But now Boyd has ripped Carl off. Uh, and Carl is not going to be too happy about that. So I have to imagine that this is going to go down between the brothers and Boyd. Yeah. And at the very least, I got I got to think that they can I don't know that they can provide a ton of information. I mean, at this point, we probably need a, some sort of historian or fact checker to come in and tell us exactly what Carl and Earl have been privy to from a criminal enterprise standpoint, uh, because maybe they'll just flip on him and turn states uh, and maybe they'll be the witnesses that Vasquez was always looking for. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Maybe Boyd will be uh, the bait to get Ava now that she's, you know, shot somebody and 
run away. They're going to have a, a real bone to pick with her and she's going to be a fugitive and all that. I don't know uh, how that's going to come in, but I can absolutely see a scenario where, where Carl and or Earl uh, are quick to turn state's evidence against Boyd, especially if they find out or are told uh, that he had no problem putting them into the situation that easily got them arrested. Yeah, easily. No problem. Yeah. And, and I mean, the boy doesn't have any real and there's no real loyalty. Boy doesn't have any loyalty to them, but then no one should therefore show any real loyalty to Boyd. Ava doesn't even in this scene. Right. Because he he's telling her Boyd's yelling at her and saying, you know, when Limehouse brings you the papers, I'm going to tell you where to meet. You're going to meet me. And he kind of storms out. She's rubbing the gator teeth. She you know the, the music is like violins or screeching. And she starts looking at her phone. And I'm wondering, like, is she going to call and report this? And sure enough, she does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she does. She immediately picks up that phone and we cut away from the scene. We go to commercial. And as soon as we come back, we're in the marshal's office because Ava had called Raylan uh, and told Raylan he knows it's not going to Charlotte. He knows all this stuff. Uh, and like, it's still not good enough for, for Vasquez. Vasquez is out on the deal with Ava. Like he does, first off, he's out on the Ava Crowder thing to begin with. He just, he does not trust her one bit. Like he doesn't even trust that this information is legit. But even if it is, it's too late. Um, everything she's done has been in violation of her CI agreement. And no matter what, Ava Crowder's going back to the slammer. Yeah, this is an, just bad, bad deal for Ava overall. And Vasquez gets so mad, he hangs up on Raylan for crying out loud. I, know. I also like how he says to Rachel, like, you were done with him, right? You were done with him, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Wow. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, that's all right. It's going to go to trial, right? Uh, maybe, probably not. Uh, yeah. You know, Raylan doesn't seem to think so. Raylan seems to think that Boyd is never going to let them take him in. Uh, he would rather go out in the blaze of glory like the outlaw he thinks he was born to be. Um, and Tim, like picking up what Raylan's putting down, even if Raylan isn't picking up what he himself is putting down. Tim says to him, well, that's going to have to be up to him. Isn't that right, Raylan? Yeah. Uh, basically saying like, you you want to force him into this spot. Yeah. Like you don't get to kill him. Uh, that's going to be up to him to decide what he wants to do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's that's uh, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, uh, well, look, all throughout, even going back to when Tim jokingly uh, kept telling Raylan that he thought Raylan had killed Gary, uh, Tim has is, is sort of been on to Raylan. He, he, he knows that Raylan kind of gets up to no good, and he even sometimes knows the specifics of it and helps him. There's the time earlier on where uh, Raylan and, and Winona are kind of being framed up by quarrels, and um, the Raylan wants to escape and clear any evidence out of his car, and he's not supposed to leave the building. And Tim's like, I, I took you downstairs. I did what I was supposed to, knowing that he'll let Raylan leave the building. And so there are times when Tim plays along, even earlier this season, he's like, talking about the 24-hour leave that they get uh, because of the horrible things that have happened. Tim knows Raylan's going to use that to his advantage and go do what he wants. And Tim does a little bit of the same thing. And so they, they have played along in terms of being outside the rules. But I did think Tim was being serious in this moment where he said, that's going to be up to him, won't it, Raylan? Yeah. You know, and that was almost like an art kind of thing coming out of Tim there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... We'll see. I mean, that's I think it's still on the table. I feel like that outcome uh, could be inevitable. But as of now, as of this moment that we're talking about, Boyd is still very much alive uh, and he is alive and well in Catherine Hale's hotel suite, which is exactly where I would like to be. Um, <laughs> and he uh, he he tells her he shows up with a gun. He says, Catherine, 
Uh, I think I found a way to get the money. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Miracle Whip. Yeah, wait, what is that? Why? No, there's a non sequitur. Sorry. Okay. Oops, sorry about that. Yeah, that's okay. I well, got excited. I hit my microphone. He said Miracle Whip. You always I know. get excited. Uh, Miracle so, Whip is the name for my car, by the way. Is that right? Yeah, it's because it's mayonnaise colored. Is that true? No, that's a line from Kanye. Oh, well, wouldn't you just call your car mayonnaise? Well, no, Kanye's line, I think, is like mayonnaise colored bends. I push miracle whips because a whip is another word for a car. I've heard that before. Yeah, you have. You're not a car guy, are you? I'm not a supercar guy. Do you have a car? Uh, I do have a car. Oh, what kind of car is it, Josh? It's a Subaru. It's a smart car. It's a Subaru. It's a smart car. You have Birkenstocks, too? <laughs> no, I don't have Birkenstocks. Everyone shut up. Leave me alone. <laughs> Let's continue. Let's continue. Uh, what, do you, what do you think of Boyd's plan here to, uh, to, to hijack Catherine Hale? It's a great plan. I think that everything that Boyd does until he doesn't get away is actually pretty good. He uses Catherine Hill and makes Catherine Hill think that they're together in this. Uh, And then, of course, what happens when he gets there? I think this is all really good, except for I just don't know that it it ultimately gets him the money. We'll see how that plays out. But I think this plan to... To use Hale against Markham and then turn the two of them against each other or try to is a seemingly good plan on paper. I don't know. I don't know what other way he could have gotten the money from Markham. This seems to be a, as good a way as any ransom money, but I don't know why he had to ask for the whole $10 million. Yeah, I guess that he just needed like probably one extra person to check the money while he had a gun on Catherine and Avery. Yep. Probably that, that also should have just killed Catherine and Avery. Yeah. I mean, why not, right? If you've gone that far. There's a few instances of that that we'll get into later. Anyway, we can talk about that another time. Um, murder solves all problems. Murder solves everything. Robert Durst. <laughs> That's right. The burping. Uh, let's let's talk about the booze. The boozing uh, at a great aunt McCready's house. Yeah. Uh, who knew that Laura had a great aunt or uh, Loretta had a great aunt? This was a great little character bit by this actress. A great I was aunt really, little character. A great aunt little character bit. I was really pleased with this. Uh-huh. Uh, I liked it too. Uh, and, I, and I liked how justified it was that like she's so strong in her debut. She is spitting out perfectly justified insults. What does she say? He's a no-count Peckerwood. And that's you got just, it. And that's just for starters. Yep. Uh, that's, <laughs> I wrote that's that one down. Yeah, I would like to hear what's for secondsies and what's for thirdsies. I want to I hear more from great aunt McCready, but we're not no. ever going to because no. she's dead. Yep. Uh, in like five seconds is dead. Uh, and I don't I, I mean, I don't know if she knows that that is exactly where this is headed. But uh, I feel like even if she did, she'd probably still play this exactly like she plays it. She's like the like the actual Chekhov in this scene. Do you know anything about how Chekhov died? No. How did Chekhov die? I don't know. He was like in his, his late, late 70s or early 80s with his wife. And they had just had a really nice day. And she was like, oh, I'd like to drink some champagne. So I like to drink some champagne. And so she goes to get the champagne. And she comes back. And he's on the couch with a smile on his face, dead. Whoa. And he just passed out, just passed away, and she just drinks the champagne sitting next to him. So she had some Glenlivet before she went out, this, whole, this great auntie. Uh, but... Uh, not a, not a good deal. She knew it was coming. She was very smart. She was on to Markham. And she was like, I, you don't think I know who you are? He's like, well, I told you my name when I, I knocked on the door. And she was like, no, you don't think I know why you're here? Uh, like, she she sniffed all of this out. She knew it was going to happen. But what are you going to do, man? Boone's a force of nature. He really is. He just likes to shoot stuff. Yeah. And what, what does Avery Markham say to him? Like, so, like I'm, I apologize on account. Of, I know you, you care for the girl or whatever. And I forget what Boone says back. Yeah, he says, uh, I know you're fond of the girl. And he says, Fawn's got nothing to do with it. 
it's rough. I thought that great writing, great justified writing here when Boone says, I think something about the sweet spot of conscious is being either too poor to care or rich enough to hire somebody else to do it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It always seemed to me as far as conscious conscience goes, it's either you either want to be poor enough to not afford to have one or rich enough to hire someone to carry the weight. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was great. Yeah, uh, fantastic. Very poetic. I love that. Because where does Boone fit into that? I guess he's the poor enough not to care or too, too poor to have one. Uh, I think that. No, I think he's saying that that's he's, the sweet spot. Yeah, but he's not in the sweet spot because he's, he's, he's carrying out the dirty work. He's not in the sweet spot. He's he's in the middle where like it probably weighs on him a little bit or he gets satisfaction out of it. Yeah, because he's like a true psychopath. Uh, right. So, you know, it's e- either way, this does not apply to him. Maybe the word conscience doesn't really apply to him. Yeah. And, and I think it is interesting because Markham does seem to have one. He, he kind of does feel a little bad about it. And Boone is like, that's no problem. Just goes yeah. right in and does it, comes right back out. Gotta say, boo freaking who for Avery Markham feeling bad about killing great aunt McCready right yeah. now. I don't feel so bad for Markham and his. It's exactly what he wanted to do. I know. It's what he wanted to do. It's exactly what it was going to be. Um, yeah. I shouldn't be killing people over marijuana, man. Come I know, on. I know. Uh, but, you know, it's not about the marijuana. It's about the money. Oh, uh, yeah. Sweet, money. sweet, sweet green and not the yeah. stanky kind. <laughs> um, you know, not the steaky icky. Yeah, uh, I got you. It's, uh, it's the, all about the Benjamins. Yeah. Yeah. So, know. you know, not that's, the Benzos, that's the what's going on. I, I really love how this scene was shot, too, about how like the, the camera just kind of sticks with Markham as he yeah. is walking away and you just hear the gunshot in the house. You don't need to see what's going on. You know exactly what happens as soon as Boone walks in there. Yep. Yep. This is Boone's uh, this is Boone's bailiwick. This is what Boone likes to get into. And uh, and I, you know, I, I like I said, I like that you lingered with with Markham because I do feel like he has some kind of sense of not wanting to do all of this. But he's in it, man. He's ordering it. This is exactly what he wanted, whether he wants to own up to it or not. This is what he intended. So let it be, Markham. Don't pretend like you need sympathy for this. Yeah. And very quickly, you know, whatever guilt he's feeling about sending Great Aunt McCready off to her death. Also, by the way, Great Aunt McCready bagging on Walt McCready I thought was really funny yeah like oh he just got these he got all <laughs> sad after his wife died no you know, I don't know you only have Walt McCready for one episode but you do get the sense that he's a dunce but I feel like it's really punctuated by things that you find out later like the fact that he was like uh, really you know buddy buddy with Wade Messer and we know yeah. how much of an idiot Wade Messer was yes. uh, that that really speaks probably of Walt McCready but to have like his great aunt or his aunt I guess Loretta's great aunt to have her basically be my nephew is an idiot like yeah. just, just like, oh poor guy i don't know how loretta ever happened from the, her and yeah. her, you know him and her her mom <laughs> yeah it's so sad yeah but very very funny but yeah whatever guilt avery is feeling in this moment is quickly washed away because he gets some bad news boyd has Catherine hale uh wants him to follow his instructions bring the 10 million we're gonna do this it's gonna be a clean exchange come alone um, and despite the fact that he is instructed to come alone, Boone really wants to come with Avery. Yeah. He keeps repeating it. Yeah. He keeps saying, do you want me to come with you? Yeah. And then ominously, he's like, no, I'm going to go find out what this dump of a town has to offer in yeah, the way of yeah. entertainment. Yeah. That was really funny. He, pretty um, ominous. yeah, Avery, you know, he basically says, I'm just going to play this straight. Uh, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it cool. And, and so he starts walking away and Avery's like, wait, you're not going to like tell me to change my mind. And uh, Boone says, no, you know, you pay me to do what you say. Uh, If you tell me to stay, I'll stay. If you tell me to come with you, I will. 
So he's not going to play any of those types of games with with Markham. He's just an obedient soldier, which is exactly what Markham needs right now, probably. Uh, yeah, somebody he, without a lot of free thought. Well, I don't know. This he's so Boone is so out there, and I, I, I mean, I look. I love that this is uh, introduced late in the game. I don't think we're going to have. Uh, I don't think our our friend Boone is going to take out Raylan. I think Raylan's going to bring him to his end, and I think that's the whole kind of point to Boone is give Raylan one last really satisfying bad guy to put down yeah but, I uh, and i think we got the scene later in this episode with boone really being boone for that reason but uh but he's enjoying it man he's chewing some scenery when he's when he's around yeah definitely but yeah then he does say uh uh he markham tells boone to you know go easy don't get in any trouble and boone says i aim to find out what kind of entertainment this shithole has to offer yeah uh, and that entertainment is gonna end up being harassing gareth from the walking dead at a bar which is or a diner rather uh, very fun stuff. Yeah, and unfortunate. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, man, I don't want to. Th- we'll, we'll wait till we get to that because yeah. I have some. I have some questions about. I have some questions about our man Boone. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. I'm a little lost. I feel like he's not really got it on lock. <laughs> yeah. Oh come on. <laughs> get out of the hatch with that stuff. Yeah, I'm sorry. We gotta. Um, we gotta get back on the plane. Yeah, here. we gotta go back. All right, let's go back to Justified and let's talk about winning Mikey. Let's talk about uh my main man Mike Cosmo. Cosmetopolis. Yeah, this is Michael Cosmetopolis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd never heard his last name before. I'd never heard it before. That's I'd, fantastic. For whatever reason, that cracked me up that his name is Mike Cosmetopolis. I have no real reason for laughing about that. Just the way he delivers it. Yeah, it's his phone voice. Well, it's like, he and he doesn't even call himself Mikey anymore. No, so it's like, this is very professional. This is his moment. This is his turn on Grady Hale moment. He's turning on, yeah. on Win Duffy. He, he figures that this is his big break. Um, and I love how he just, you know, he calls Win out and you were the Grady Hale mole. And Win's like, oh, you just figured that out uh, all by yourself. And Mikey cracks up and just cracks Win's face on the table. And Win, Win is just reeling from that. He must have hit him real yeah, hard. Yeah, just kind of moaning. <laughs> yes. uh, like, oh. uh. <laughs> yeah, the groan and the groaning was just yes, <laughs> the burping and the burping. Yes, yes. If, if Win Duffy can't quip something out. Like if he can't really get out an angry one, I mean, because we've seen in the past where winds really being roughed up or shaken down, yeah. he gets angry and starts screaming. But uh-huh. this is a moment where all he could do is groan, groaning and the groaning it and the very, groaning. It's very funny. Um, are you are you really worried for Win Duffy? Because I mean, yeah. at, at the moment, at the moment, you think it's going to it's it might not be anything because Catherine Hale is in Boyd's custody. She could end up dead by the end of the episode. Maybe this won't amount to anything. But by the end of the episode, doesn't look like Avery's going to kill Catherine Hale, and both of them are at large. Uh, she's going to check her voicemail. She's going to meet up with Mike Cosmetopoulos, and she's going to find out who really did uh, narc out on Grady Hale. Is this something that Win Duffy can weasel his way out of? I I don't think so. The only hope for Win Duffy is that is that. Someone at the marshal service cares a whit about where he might be, uh, and then they might have to try to track him down, uh, knowing who the most dangerous kind of person to him would be in light of that. So maybe Art or Raylan or Tim or somebody uh, who might give a care about Win Duffy or care to protect one of their sources here uh, might actually get involved. But other than that, he is in some very, very hot water. Well, I will say this. This is the last scene with Win and Mikey uh, in this episode. What I will say is I would expect – by next week, this is my prediction. I'm just going to call my shot. Uh, you are going to land uh, in terms of this death draft, my friend. Oh, I, you think Mike? You think Win's going to shoot his way out? I f- I feel like Mikey's toast next week. 
That's that's my hunch. I just feel like this gets wrapped up. I think Wynn will be fine, and I think Mikey will not. He should never have tried to make a move above his station. That uh, is a theme that uh, it, it runs across a lot of different areas of fiction. And Mikey sticking his neck out and trying to be Mike Cosmo, you know, Cosmetopolis. <laughs> it's the sort of thing that he's going to get smacked. At. He, it, he may as well just change his name to Mike Cosmo Icarus. He's flying a little too close to the sun. He drove that RV way too close to the sun. Yes, he did. I mean, this is a bad deal for Mike. And by the sun, we mean the tanning bed. (laughs) Well, that's exactly what I meant. Yeah. Uh, So I I think you'll I think you'll score on the board next week. All right. I'm ready to I'm ready to clean. I wish I had Boone, man. I wish I'd have known. Yeah. Boone would have been a number one draft. Yeah, Boone would have been a number one draft pick for sure. He's, he exists on the show to be murdered. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's a Ty Walker type. You know, these yeah. people don't last. They yeah. they go away. They totally do. They're like, uh, yeah, the supernovas. Yeah. Like they burn fast and hot. Yeah, and it's beautiful too. Yes. Um, so what do you what do you think of this this uh with with Boyd and Catherine? You know, he it's it's not not a ton here other than Catherine says to Boyd, uh, you have a hell of a knack for keeping cool. You don't even mind that you're gonna be looking over your shoulder for the rest of your life. What do you think about Boyd Crowder's knack for keeping cool? Isn't it an impressive skill to you? I think so, but I mean there's keeping cool and then there's keeping your eyes on the prize. And I don't know I don't know that he's doing a very good job of not being distracted by these other things. I feel like he, he's not thinking things through uh, entirely. And the idea of not really being able to look at the money entirely, for example, is a good is a good example of that um, trusting Ava and not uh, and really just kind of yelling at her and pushing her around in moments when he has no reason to trust her and should not be trusting her, as we just talked about. I, I think that those are ways that he can keep his cool all he wants. But there's a difference between keeping his cool and being short sighted. And I feel like he's being incredibly short sighted no matter how cool he is. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Um, It doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so here's Carl and Earl. They're getting arrested. Uh, Yeah, uh, this will be trouble down the line. I I mean, I think so. I don't don't think that we've invested this much in Carl or Carl and Earl just to have them go to jail. And that's and that's that. Like, no, we'll see them again. Too many lingering shots of Carl kind of chilling out and observing what was happening. Too many indications that Earl was ready to flip and didn't have a ton of loyalty to Boyd. Um, Maybe there will be some cooks. Too many cooks, you too just, many cooks. Too yeah, uh, it takes a lot to make a soup. But I will say that uh, when you make it with me and you, uh, then it's fine. Uh, but no, we got, I mean, Earl connected to Ava. There's been enough of that that I feel like there could be a situation where when they find out what happened and that Boyd kind of turned on them or that Boyd and Ava are at odds, they may choose sides and it may not be the sides that Boyd needs or wants. So I definitely agree that uh, the Carl and Earl thing, not done. Yeah. And on top of that, so Tim has a arrested these guys because they made their play on the truck and Boyd is nowhere to be found. He tells that to Rachel. Tim says uh, to Rachel that Tim, um, that Boyd is probably just not here. He probably just never showed up. Uh, And Rachel says to Vasquez, well, looks like Raylan was right. Ava is telling the truth. I wonder if in, you know, whatever further conversations these two have that Vasquez maybe would have had a change of heart. Probably not. Either way, Raylan is going to go to Ava and he's going to deliver the bad news. What do you think about this move for Raylan to tell Ava that the deal is off? Well, it obviously works like gangbusters, right? <laughs> Nothing bad comes from it at all. It's a bad, bad choice. Though. I mean, hindsight's only 20, but Typical this is, Raylan. you know, this is him trying to do like the noble right thing. Like he had given her his word and like he has to tell her like the word is is no good. Uh, and I feel like he feels an obligation, you know, based on their past, based on their everything. He feels an obligation to say something. Um, to Mrs. Ofe. Yeah. What is that? I don't get the joke. 
that's a uh, that is a sort of uh, you know like what's the word cracker uh, being used as a term of disendearment against uh, against your white people. Yes. Yeah, Ofe is another term like that, uh, and, it, and it popped up probably most commonly in the early 1900s, uh, maybe late 1800s, uh, and it was definitely a, a term that was used uh, by people to negatively describe white people, and so uh, that was kind of a, a final dig there, a nice little subtle uh, a subtle way. It would be like uh, if somebody made a fake passport for me and called me Mr. Dago. Whoa. Yeah, well, I'm Italian, so I can say it. You can say it. Yeah. But uh but yeah, it was just a little it was a little bit of a, a little bit of a dig there. It was pretty funny. Uh yeah, that I, that is funny now that I know the context. I didn't I didn't catch it in the moment. I was kind of like, eh, I don't I don't get it. I'm sure Antonio will explain it to me because Antonio is smart. Because I know how to be racist against white people. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> but we get we get this scene where where Raylan is telling Ava everything, and you know she's kind of panicking a little bit. She's not happy about this. Uh, but then she says, "Well." What if I can get you Boyd on murder charges? Uh, yeah. Will that change things? Because, a little bit. Because this guy totes killed Dewey Crow. Uh, yeah. By the way, Raylan does not seem to be losing any sleep over Boyd killing Dewey Crow. No, he does not. I mean, I think he probably has assumed it for several weeks now. Probably. Because um, he, he, he came in poking around asking for Dewey Crow at one point. I yeah. think the fact that he knew Dewey wasn't around and nobody seemed to care, I feel like that was a pretty good tip for him. And I think that he knew that Dewey was sort of in hot water and, and somebody that was killable uh, at the beginning of the season there. So I, I think the Raylan can put all that together. Yeah. No, no evidence, of course. It's just, and even with evidence, I, I don't, but I think he assumes that. It's just sad. It's just sad. No one cares about Dewey Crow. Yeah, I know it is sad. Uh, even the, even the 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 tramps, the whores to whom he gave his prized possessions, didn't care about they didn't it. Didn't so. care. No one cared. Poor, I know. Poor, poor, poor. poor we care, show. Josh. We care. We care. We do. Yes. We do. We carry. We carry. Uh, we carry Dewey in our hearts as we. We, as we, we do. I'm thinking about getting a Dewey Crow tattoo. Would you like to get one with me? Well, like a tattoo of Dewey Crow, or like one of his tattoos, because I'm going to say no to that. Turtle dog. Turtle dog. I might get some turtle dog tattoos with you. Yeah, either that or one of those, the, the neck tattoo that he's got with the bullets or whatever that was. He had, like, was it barbed? He had some neck tattoo that wasn't racist, I don't think, that we could maybe pull off. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I'm getting the Dewey Crow neck tattoo. But, but a turtle dog. A turtle dog I might do. Okay. All right. Well, hey, if you anybody out there in the audience is uh, any talented with sketching or anything like that, feel free to sketch up a drawing of the turtle dog tattoo that you'd like to see Josh and oh, I maybe God. workshop some ideas. Don't for. actually do it. I'm not going to get a tattoo. I don't have any tattoos. I'm afraid. Well, you're are you Jewish ish? I'm Jewish ish. That might be a problem for you to get a tattoo. It could be a problem. The body is a temple. It's literally a body of synagogue. I hear it's a myth. Uh, Is that true? I hear it's a myth. I mean, I don't know. I'm Jewish ish. I'm not, you know, I'm not good at this, so I don't know for sure. But I, I hear it's just a myth. Oh, man. I wish there was some. I wish that Jewish people wore turbans because I would say, is that a turban legend? Oh, don't don't say that. But they don't wear them. So I can I can say it because it's not anything. But uh, I was trying to think if it was a Jewish urban myth. I don't know. There's, Antonio, you're going full bloom on me right now. Oh, no, I can't do that. We, I don't want I don't want you to be bloomed. I don't want you to be. Bloomed. Don't bloom me. Don't. I'll take it back. Don't bloom me. Uh, I take it you, back. You bloom yourself. Uh, <laughs> I just bloomed myself. You bloomed yourself. Um, yeah. So we we have this scene where where she's showing Raylan the gator teeth covered in blood and you know 
classic Raylan Vick. You know, this Dewey could have just cut himself shaving. Uh, this isn't going to pass. It's still not enough. Uh, and then she says, well, what if I get him to confess? Uh, and that's where we leave the scene. And uh, it's an intriguing prospect. Uh, what if we can get Boyd Crowder to confess to murder? Yeah, I, I don't know why. I mean, did we talk about this? She she was kind of leery of wearing a wire at one point, I think. Yeah, she didn't want to do it. She didn't want to do it. But I mean, that that seems the most obvious thing. Murder is not Rico like they have throughout not wanted to get Boyd on just one charge, because as we've seen uh, play out, you know, in the course of uh, O.J. Simpson on down, like you can get you can put somebody up for a murder charge doesn't mean you can make it stick. Yeah. Uh, there are a million ways to beat that. And it happens all day long. There could be procedural issues. You could have a jury. I, I'd love to see Boyd Crowder in front of a Harlan County jury, especially on the stand. He'd probably do really well there. So I think they want to get Boyd on, on a very formalized one of those things where they have him so dead to rights he can do nothing but take a deal uh, and I, I don't think you do that with just one charge so it's intriguing to Raylan but truth be told Raylan could have that's not his game and that's not what Ava was in the game to do uh, she was in the game to be a different kind of connection so I, I just don't I mean it's intriguing but I don't think it's gonna it's gonna move the needle at all okay diner scene Diner scene. Diners driving to dives. Yes, triple D's. Yeah, some triple D happening right now. What do you think Guy Fieri would say of this place? Would he be as would he be as mad about the coffee situation? <laughs> I don't know. He maybe he'd be like, "Hey, coffee and ice cream." I think Avery Markham might have been eating waffles. Like they seem to have some good options there. I don't know. I feel like that place. I think I've seen that place in other TV shows before. This, That's all I'll say. This particular diner. Yeah, I feel like that's been in other California-based television yeah. before. I don't know if I've seen it before. They had all the license plates on the walls. It's it's all right. You know, I, I don't goofy, know. All the, go- the mozzarella sticks and the goofy stuff on the walls? Yeah, you're talking about shenanigans, right? <laughs> Whoa. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, I got you good. Um but yeah, I don't I, I feel like I've seen this place before. I, you know, whatever. There's uh, obviously we, we found out and we've had some uh, some comments on our website. I think it was Susan Appleby. I apologize if it wasn't. But uh, somebody posted a link on our, our our last episode's link at postshowrecaps.com that the actual pizza port- portal in Harlan sells T-shirts and memorabilia that you can buy. And one of the things that one of the T-shirts, I think, on the front says something like come to the portal. And on the back, it says fire in the hole. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you had to check it out. So yeah. the link is up there in the comments of our last episode. But uh, but maybe, uh, you know, maybe they'd be better off uh, selling, uh, you know, some hats. Uh, yeah. How much would they go for? 80 bucks, huh? About, eight, about 80 bucks. American American money, right? American! Away. Yes, yeah. I got it. Yeah. Uh, that... You're going to pay them in loonies? I mean, yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> That's a pretty uh, hefty hat. I mean, are hats usually that expensive? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like he's that 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 Boone has sniffed this guy out as being a little bit of a kind of a faux hipster. And I feel like there are hats that if you went to a proper uh, what do you call it? What do you call a place that sells hats? Uh, a hattery. No, and it's not a haberdasher, is it? A hat dispensary. A hat dispensary? Yeah, the hat, the hat, hat, hatchery, the hatch, <laughs> the, the hatchery, the hatch, the hatch, Richard Hatch, the Richard Hatch. No, if you if you went to a place that uh, that that if you went to a hattery, a mad hatter, if you will, I feel like you could pay eighty bucks for a nice hat, more than that for sure. Well, um, I will keep that in mind if I ever want a really expensive hat. There's a nice hat shop in Cincinnati. I mean, I know them. I, there's probably a dozen in New York within two miles of your house, but there's a really nice one in Cincinnati. That seems likely. 
So he could have come up to Cincy and got it. He said he thinks he got it in Louisville. Personally, I've never bought a hat in Louisville, but I'm sure you can do that down there. Are there a lot of hipsters in Louisville? Louisville is. Am I saying it authentically? Louisville? Louisville, yeah. Louisville is. Uh, Louisville. Louisville is. There's Louisville. a belief somewhere that there's a Louisville. You got to kind of just basically not even use your tongue. Louisville. Um, there's a belief like somewhere. Walla Walla, which I believe is in Washington. Walla, yeah, it's a lot like that. That's kind of what you're dealing with when you're in Louisville. But, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of arts in Louisville. A lot of independently owned businesses. Uh, it's a really great town, actually. Really, really, really great town. Uh, and a lot going on there. Uh, and and yeah, there's a lot of really cool uh, boutiques and things like that. So I can imagine that he would have easily found that had any any number of places in Louisville on uh, Bardstown or or somewhere in the Highlands. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely could have picked that hat up new. No problem any cannibals in louisville uh, i think there's a fair amount of cannibals yeah like a cannibal compound perhaps i i, I don't know what of you speak i know you don't you don't watch walking dead is that in louisville uh the walking dead no the cannibal compound no i don't think so there uh the walking dead started in cynthiana kentucky i mean he start rick grimes as a kentuckian through and through uh and of course he makes his way down to georgia looks like the devil but uh but yeah don't Kentucky's start a, with me on the devil went down to Dort, georgia we could uh we could be here all night well well or at least for like four and a half minutes or something yeah but i'd be repeating it after we finished the first run through of the song we had that we should launch a different podcast where yeah. we just do that um no i i it just it is interesting to me being a kentuckian that you've got walking dead which uh originated in kentucky written by a kentuckian uh and starts in cynthiana kentucky which is mentioned in justified and not far from a lot of the locusts uh, and events of justified and here we have justified also in kentucky a lot of good stuff happening in my state josh does anything ever happen in new york it doesn't seem like it only in canadian new york canadian new york is a great place to be which thankfully we will not be talking about ever i won't we don't have to talk too much about that now for sure yeah uh but, but, but what about this diner let me ask you a question yeah ask me away go i'm sorry i what is he doing what is boone doing with this woman at the diner he keeps talking about his girlfriend is he talking about loretta he's a creep yeah <laughs> i mean what you is he don't know what i know what is he saying? He's saying what? Like, hey, I think my 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 girlfriend's going to be really mad if I come home empty handed. Like, is he saying like I, you need to leave this bar with me? I mean, what? Because we never He's see asking her what, what valuables she's got. Is that really what's happening? That's it. Uh, that wants could to be, rob her. That could be monetary or that could be her bodice. Oh her oh whole boy. bodice. Oh, boy. He's a creep. He's he, a creep. He's a weirdo. He's the freakiest freak of the week. Yeah, what the hell is he doing here? He doesn't belong here. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 God, yep. Radiohead. Radiohead. Yep. Uh, yeah, this was a great scene. I really, I really liked this. I really, I'm, I'm, I'm high on Boone. I think that this is a fun character to have in these final few episodes. I don't think he's going to make it much longer. I don't think he's going to make it much longer, but I'm very happy to have him here while we got him. I mean, this scene in the diner was very, very good justified for me. I know that there's like tons of other stuff that's happening that's more pressing, more important. I don't mind. I'm enjoying every little bit of justified we've got while we still have it. And just a scene like this really felt like, you know, one of those great bad guy of the week scenes. Um, and I, I was into it. I was a big fan of it. Didn't, didn't hurt that, uh, Gareth from the walking dead is in the mix in this scene. So I enjoyed seeing him here in kind of a, more of a, uh, a beta male context. I thought was kind of fun. Uh, is, is he an alpha on walking dead? Uh, he is, uh, he's an interesting character in the walking dead. Okay, we'll just put it, we'll just leave we'll it leave there. We'll leave it there. Um, right. But yeah, I, I like, there's just like great lines from him where he's like, <laughs> industrious, you know? Just like, yeah, yeah. It's and just, he's 
He's playing solitaire. Yeah. Yeah. That's his idea of fun. I mean, he clearly very much wants to menace people and, and, and do really un, untoward things to people yeah. in the town, but he's sitting at the bar playing solitaire. Yeah. Pours his coffee out like, oh, God, this guy. Yeah, do you think that's a decent policy that he talks about that uh, a good a good waitress or waiter, let's just, you know, be fair, uh, should never let you see the bottom of your coffee cup? I, I feel like it's a good it's good policy, but it's not exactly an easy one to uphold. A lot of places just put the coffee on the table for you now and make you do the work. I think that's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with, with that, that, too. Like, give me the coffee. I'll take care of it. Yeah, I wish they do that with the water more often. Yeah, I I drink a lot of water, so I yes. agree with you. Yeah, big water drinker. Dude, they shoot. They should do it with bourbon. I think that would get dangerous. Bring me the bottle. Bring me the bottle. Bring me the oh. milk. Bring in the milk. Josh, I was in New York with you. That's uh, correct. I, I'm not talking about upstate New York. I was in. No, downstate. stop, 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 stop. Sorry, no, no, no. We we uh, we were at a karaoke event where bottle service was acquired. That is true. And, I, and it occurred to me that maybe bottle service. It's actually a more economical way to do things. Is really? That, is that possible? I guess it's possible because if you got like, you know, if you pay six dollars a drink or seven dollars a drink uh, and you, you know, you, you get how many drinks out of a bottle? I don't know. Uh, maybe it, it evens out in the end. Like Numer- maybe numerous drinks. Yeah. Maybe if you're as long as you're not pouring them too stiff or any stiffer than the bar would, I feel like you might be OK. So maybe they'll just start putting bottles on tables and let people serve themselves. Bottles on bottles on bottles. Racks on racks on racks. Yeah, I like that. Well, um, but let me ask you this. Yeah. Ask away. How um, in a scenario like that, uh, would you just ply me with alcohol? Is that how you'd get me to confess? That's uh, if that didn't work, I would take my clothes off and see if my feminine wiles didn't do the trick. Oh, <laughs> I, I, th- I feel like Ava still got it. Don't you think she still got it? Ava still got it. That's what they've been talking about all season long is how beautiful and amazing and legendary Ava Crowder is and was. Uh, all of that is very much intact with Ava Crowder. Ava Crowder's fantastic. Yeah. And in, in, in this scene, I, I think that and, and Gianfranco tweeted us about this. Uh, we've been hearing about this a lot, of course, Ava's high school talk and uh, and those sorts of things. And, and actually, uh, we got a tweet from Brendan Fitzpatrick about the same thing. Is this really the story of Raylan and Ava and not Raylan and Boyd? I mean, Brendan, Brendan said, have we been fooled this whole time? And he asks us to think about it. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know. Is this really I mean, this scene, Ava says, did you ever wonder how things could have been different if you hadn't left when I was 16 or maybe if you'd taken me with you? Uh, and and I she's really kind of hammered on this. And we've talked about high school, Ava, before she was so kind of brought down by the circumstances in her life uh, and, and really made small or, or made a victim uh, by what's happened to her. Um, so I don't know. Is this I mean, that's the significance, right? Like that the story is that Raylan's going to have to make these decisions now involving Ava because of what happened at the end of this episode. And they're going to be really hard for him to make. He couldn't shoot her. And I think if she's anybody else in that moment he draws down on her absolutely that's absolutely true but no i think i think that this is a story of raylan and ava and boyd and all of them at odds with each other i think that's right i think it's a it's a triforce it's not a a a two force (laughs) yeah like a like a truel a truel it's a a die force this is a truel it's not a duel it's a truel it's a truel we have a truel it's a justified truel we've got in our hands and only one is going to be able to come back into the game there can be uh, only one. There can be only one, much like Highlander. Yes. Uh, but yeah, no, that's that's an interesting conversation that Raylan and Ava have in the car. Um, and speaking of trolls, here's the troll between Boyd, Catherine Hale, and Avery Markham. Uh, Avery handing over 
all 10 million bucks, definitely every single penny, every single dollar is accounted for here, right? Yeah, Bethany, uh, me, Bethany B on Twitter asked us, do you really think that Markham gave the 10 million to Boyd? I think we're in agreement. Not at all, right? I'm going to say, hell no. Hells no. That Hells did not happen. No. That did um, not happen. I mean, he does check both bags. They even make it a point to do an insert of seeing some cash in the bag there. But that's the one that you would make look like money. The one's right on top. You're not going to fill a whole bag full of those. Uh, there's there's definitely ringers in there. I wonder if there's something um, there's something outside of cash in those bags. What do you think would be it? Maybe maybe something explosive. Oh, like a little C forager. Like a little something. Or, like a little something. Or some, some amulex. Yeah, a little little fire in the hole. I don't know. I just I I'm, I'm trying to think if you're Avery Markham. And you really want to burn Boyd Crowder. Why don't you burn him for reals? Burn him for reals. No, I I mean, the way to do it is not to give him a bag of fake money because then you don't really hurt him. You don't give him the 10 million that he wanted, but you haven't hurt him. Uh, You haven't made him worse than he was before he took some hundred dollar bills off of you wrapped in cement or whatever. Uh, I feel like you hurt him by placing something a lot more uh, harmful in that bag. And I, and I just, I just wonder if, because the way I see it, Ava has taken this money and she's th- she's thought that she's going to be good to go. And the the real irony or the dramatic irony will come from the fact that if whatever's in that bag is actually her undoing, of course, it would be great if the undoing was because it was actual money. But if it was something else and she thought, oh, I'm taking this money, I'll be fine. And actually, it was a trap that might actually be really good. Well, it's a trap. Um, there is that moment where where Boyd drives off. He's he's outed Avery or or Catherine rather as being behind this whole plan to begin with because she believes that Avery killed Grady. And it seems you know pretty quickly if they don't completely clear the air between each other at least um, you know she says like I did think you did it. I don't anymore. Are you going to kill me now? And he just smiles at her. But he's smiling before um, like he smiles big. Like he's he's got like a little smile to himself. Yes. Like he's in on a joke. Yep. That's what made me think that like, and of course that smile could be like, I didn't give him all the cash, of course. Right. Uh, but it could be like, Oh, he's in for a real surprise here. Or it could also be like this fricking situation sucks. Like, you know, it could be like the smile in spite of yourself. So there's still that possibility. I think that's the third possibility. Or maybe he just, uh, was thinking about, um, I don't know. He was thinking about some sort of joke. He was thinking about the fact that at the end of the day, he can still go back to the portal and have some pizza. Yeah, he was thinking, hmm, I'm going to smoke get- a dub, smoke yeah. some doobage in the basement yeah. like he always does. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, it's not so bad. Bake um, some pizzas and but, get baked. Yeah, but my money is on the fact that the money itself is fishy. Fishy, fishy, fishy. I think that there's there's something up uh, with this money. I don't think that it is exactly as advertised, and I think that we will find that out pretty fast. Tracking device, you think? Uh, It's very Jack Bauer, but I'd be into it because I love 24. Well, does he? So does he? Does he? Ha- I mean, I feel like that's something that, that would be uh, a Tiger Hawk move. I was going to say that's something the Tiger Hawk could have pulled off. Maybe they've, uh, maybe Markham's got that trick in his bag. Ah, uh, maybe. Literally, no. It's in. It's think in Boyd's bag. It. It's Boyd's bag. Yes, now. yes, Boysenberry. Yeah. Did you think Catherine Hale was going to get shot in the head here? I I thought there was by Boyd or by by Markham by Markham. I thought that there was a decent possibility. I we haven't really seen him uh, be that cold blooded. He's more of a, a talker, right? Like he's more of a guy that instructs people to do things. Has he? Have we seen him kill anyone directly? Um, I don't think we've seen Avery Markham kill anyone with his own hands. No, choo 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 chewed uh, uh, Mister uh, Buddy Garrity, and uh, and we nope. had he's had people do his dirty work. He's had people him. do his dirty work throughout. Yeah. 
Uh, and he didn't even kill, as we know, I don't think he was responsible for the death of, of Grady. So I, I just think that maybe he isn't the kind of guy to get his hands dirty that way. I don't know. He's threatened a lot and he's menaced an awful lot, but I just didn't see that. I thought it was possible, but I just didn't see that happening. I, it doesn't seem like him so far from what we've seen. Yeah. He's on the end of the conscience where he's too rich, and so he pays somebody else to carry the weight. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's carry the weight of this final scene. Let's just get into it. Ava Crowder shoots Boyd Crowder. Yeah. That happens. That 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 happens. That was a long time coming. Yeah, it was, and and I feel like uh, I feel like the signs were there. Boyd should have seen this. Should have seen it as a possibility. Boyd has trusted Ava way too much. He's been way too rude and too mean uh, and too kind of inconsiderate of her throughout. And um, this is Ava Crowdy, man. She, this is the this is the woman who shot Bowman and served Raylan dinner in the same room a couple nights later, yeah. and and offhandedly talked about the blood stain uh, and how it was hard to clean up. And this is a, she killed a man. In that same room, very soon, but very, very shortly before that, and seemed to not be wearing any problems with that murder with her. So, I don't know, man. This is Ava Crowder. She's pretty rough around the edges, and uh, and she's a Crowder. Uh, so, but she's also a Randolph, and the Randolphs, from what we've seen, seem pretty crazy so far. Anti Crowder. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. anti Crowder. So she's self loathing, maybe. Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, what's going through her head? What is she thinking? Why does she shoot Boyd? This is a question from um, at Emily Kaz 87 on Twitter, who said that had my jaw on the floor. Can you clear up? Why wouldn't Ava have left with Boyd? And I think it's a fair question. I, I'm curious about your take. Why? Why doesn't this plan work if Ava says, Boyd, let's throw let, let's get the hell out of here. Raylan is over there. Shoot Raylan. Let's go. Uh, why does she choose to shoot Boyd? Why is that the only way this works? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on. She's she's sort of in the corner, right? Because Vasquez and and the the U.S. you know the attorney's office are breathing down her neck. She knows that. She knows Raylan is in the bushes. She knows Boyd would never confess, and that she knows ultimately. I think based on how she's been with Boyd this season, that she's never going to be able to trust him. And I think she's kind of said that throughout. She's seen no reason to trust him. He's hidden things from her. Uh, when he said, like, we need to trust each other, he's still hiding deeds in her barn uh, when he says he's coming over to do something else. And uh, I think she's she's had reason throughout to not trust him. He sold out Earl and Carl. Sure, as you're born this episode, she had a problem with that. Uh, and I, I and she didn't I don't think she liked the way that he yelled at her and. I think she's been against him throughout. So if you look at the the way this played out, we, we talked about this a little bit last week. She's kind of played both sides and, yes. and really tried to take care of herself more than anyone uh, and not really sold either side fully out, but also not uh, not really stood up for either side. Uh, in the context of the deal she had with the Vasquez and uh, the bond that she had with Raylan, but or, sorry, with Raylan and uh, Boyd. But but I just don't think that she's ever really this season been fully on board the Boyd train. I just think she's not been able to trust him. I think furthermore, I know this is for Emily and anybody. Um, I think that after tonight, I don't see how you could look back at season five. I mean, we've already been through this, but I don't see how you could look back at season five and be like, oh, worthless, never should have spent any of that time with Ava in jail. It is very important that she does not want to go back to jail, and it's very important that we understand why. Yeah, because it's horrible. 
Yes, because her life is in danger. She's literally having to kill or be killed. Uh, she's putting a. She's being ra- raped or threatened to be raped. Uh, and that those are some of the. She's been beaten, abused, had her hair pulled, spit on, uh, had issues with race, had issues with violence, had issues with people that are running the industries within the prison walls. She's just not. It, it's not for her. It's not for anybody. But it's specifically very going to be very difficult for her in large part because of who she's been in her life, uh, because of her relations with Boyd Crowder, uh, because she is pretty uh, and she is a target for people that would want to prey on that. It's just a really bad existence for her. And I think we, if we hadn't seen that, I don't know if we can see what the, the, the length that she's willing to go not to return to jail and, and believe them. But I, having seen it, I believe it. Yeah. How about you? I mean, how do you feel no, in, I think in regards I, to, in response to Emily's question? I think that you said everything that I'm feeling. Um, I'm sorry. And, I didn't mean to talk too much. No, not at all. I, I think that you, you summed it up perfectly. And I, I think that that's all very much on point. And I think, um, I mean, I, I don't, I would stop short of saying that Ava doesn't love Boyd in some capacity, but I think she loves herself more. Uh, yeah. And I think that she is, she's a cornered animal right that's now. that's exactly what i was going to say cornered animal you know, that's she's, it she's a cornered animal right now she's not doing you know necessarily the smartest thing right now but she's out of options um you know their option would be like she could stick with boyd and they could go and shoot raylan they could kill raylan right now um first off no guarantee that that works out secondly they're killing a fed that seems like a very big deal if you get caught that is not going to be okay um she's already in enough trouble and you know what reason does she have to really have faith in boyd at this point boyd has been wrong at a lot of turns boyd has been really cruel to her at a lot of turns boyd has killed people mercilessly boyd himself has become a cornered animal um and i think that you know you can you could be mad at ava right now you could be shocked with what ava did right now um but i feel like you got to be able to get where she's coming from. You know, this is, this is a desperation move. And, uh, as, uh, some, some friends who are, who are about to come back to life, uh, once said desperation is a stinky cologne. Desperation is a stinky cologne. Um, and I think, uh, it's, uh, it is, it really is. And I think that she is just, um, Ava Crowder is just in a bit of a pickle right now. Uh, and she is choosing to go full sour, uh, and she is she is taking off and run. She's cutting and run. I think she's in for a deeply rude awakening uh, when she finds out that she does not have ten million dollars on her hands. Yeah, uh, I wonder how much money she does have. Cause she certainly has some, but it's not ten mil. Right. And this is a good question from Ann Fierro and asked, do you think the mountain man uh, groups who was talked about on a couple episodes ago when they were, were trying to get Walker out of town, uh, they mentioned this guy and, and we've seen the mountain uh, people a little bit on this ep- on these episodes. Do you think that it's going to be that that person who's Ava's kind of going to go to to turn to for help? Uh, I hadn't even thought of that. And and uh, and and further ask, can it be Ian McShane? Ian McShane. Listen, any way to get Ian McShane unjustified, I'd be good with. Yeah, uh, I I feel like that th- when that first came, when that first happened on that episode with with Ty Walker, and they were mentioning this crazy mountain person named Groobs and all these people that could help Ty Walker get out of town. There were some people I think on Reddit I was reading that were flagging that as uh, that wasn't just mentioned in in passing. Like that's going to come back, uh, and I think that could come back in. Like I do think that that could be. Uh, uh, what Ava does. I mean, we've we've seen, as I continue to say, like we have seen throughout the con- the course of this show, 
we've seen people having a really hard time get out of uh, of Harlan. Uh, but she's out of Harlan. She's near the border. Actually, I don't know exactly where she's at. Uh, she's somewhere uh, in eastern Kentucky, maybe near the Virginia border. Uh, and I, I, Raylan had told Markham to drive north on something. But then, where did so? Where did Raylan? Where did, I'm sorry, Boyd. Where did Boyd propose to Ava? Do Do you remember that? Because that's where they met. I don't recall. Yeah, I, I feel like he was on some kind of overpass or there was some sort of overlook where he was. I feel like it wasn't at, it wasn't like uh, specifically discussed exactly where it was, but I feel like they are pretty close to Harlan. So she must be somewhere in that area uh, and knows how the state works and knows the, the problems and doesn't have a ton of places to turn to. And yeah, I don't think she's going to have 10 million and she might have something a lot worse than just a, a dummy, uh, a ringer, somebody's dirty undies, the whites. Like, I don't think that, uh, that's what she's got, but the O phase, you mean the O phase. I apologize. Yes. I should have been more formalized with my speaking, yeah. but, um, but yeah, I, I think she's in trouble, uh, for sure. And I think it's really going to be hard, uh, for her to find her way out. And, and I think obviously that's the story we're gonna we're gonna see play out all right well let's discuss the preview for next week antonio and i we watched this um if you guys aren't into the preview type of stuff now's a decent time to just shut off the podcast we'll be talking about this and then we'll just be wrapping up um so the preview for next week boyd's alive yeah boyd is alive in and a hospital even before bed. seeing the preview like i just wanted to see the preview to, to see if that was verified but it didn't look like he'd been killed uh, and no. she didn't even say like i killed boyd she said yeah. don't you want to watch boyd bleeding out um, so maybe that's a sign that like she still couldn't kill Boyd. I guess that's something. Yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, maybe she's not the best shot, but uh, or it's not even that that maybe like she left him alive, but she needed to get him away. I don't know. Shoot him in the leg, shoot you know, the not the leg. femoral artery, but right. shoot him in the knee or something. Yeah, shoot you know? the hostage, you know, like something yeah. like that, where it's just like a distraction measure. Uh, maybe she just doesn't have the heart to actually kill Boyd. Um, who knows? Maybe I'm just I'm trying to gra- grab onto something here. I'm trying for for some sort of hope here. Well, and I, I, I don't think Boyd's going to take it any way other than what it was. But I mean, maybe he'll find out the whole scheme here uh, that she was that she was working with the feds and uh, that she was working against him. And maybe they'll try to use that to get Boyd to work against her in some way uh, to get her to come in or to 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 kind of bring her in. I don't know. Uh, I don't know exactly where that's going to go. But Boyd is alive. Speaking of alive. Uncle Zachariah. Uncle Zachariah. He is also in the preview, and Ava and Zachariah are going to meet up. Yes, and uh, where that goes, nobody knows, and but they're going to be together. She seems angry in the preview. I agree. She doesn't seem like a person who has $10 million in their pocket and looking for a way to spend it. Right. And Markham doesn't seem like he is in the preview. He doesn't seem like he is furious about losing money. He seems like he is uh, looking for payback more, more than anything. So I don't feel like he has lost everything. No, I don't think so either. Um, and, and I mean, he's got, he's still, let's put it this way. He's still got Loretta to threaten at the very least. Sure. Right. Like that, that is going to happen there. There's no, he doesn't kill the great aunt on this episode and they don't make it a point to take us there. If Avery Markham begins this next episode in a total shambles with no, with no way to buy any more property. No, no, no. We're not done with Loretta. No way. Nope, that's that's going to happen. So um, and it looks like there will be indeed a Raylan Boone showdown next week. So let's see how that goes. That could be fun. Uh, well, I think only one of those two men under one man leaves. All right. Well, if that's the case. then Boone is toast. Yes, I agree. Boone toast. Um, I was going to say, like, would you want to, like, make a wager on which one walks out? But that's stupid because Boone would be the one who loses that battle. 
Yeah, it's possible that there's some other way that goes down that Tim or someone else is involved and Raylan doesn't specifically get to drop Boone. But I think with everything that's been exchanged between the two of them, Raylan's going to drop that guy. All right. Anything else from trust, Antonio? Well, no, but I, I, we did have a fun question from Brendan Fitzpatrick, and I sure. think we might have the same answer. Brendan asked, since there's been so much talk of Mikey's code, what are our personal codes? Oh, God. Uh, what's yours, Antonio? Oh, mine's the Konami code. <laughs> the Konami code. <laughs> My code is pizza before all. Pizza before all? Pizza before all. Are those your house words? Those are my house words and my code. Yours is the fury, Josh. Yeah, mine is the pizza. Um, All right. Well, uh, tell us your codes, everybody. Uh, Tweet at Antonio. He is at AC Mazzaro. Two Z's, one R. I'm at Round Howard. Ron Howard, but rounder. Uh, Hashtag for tonight, Antonio. Oh, I don't know. Do you have do you have any suggestions? Um, I was going to say Miracle Whip is probably claimed. Yeah, I would think. I would uh, think. I would think Miracle Whip is claimed. Uh, what else did we talk about tonight? Um, we talked about we talked about Mikey. We talked about Mikey and his code, but I got nothing there. He's a yeah. funny guy. That Mikey. We could, do, we could do Mikey code. Hashtag Mikey code. Hashtag Mikey code. Yeah, let's give give you. Uh, right. Let's go with hashtag Mikey code, and you guys can tell us what your code is. Yeah. Uh, let us so, know. So we got four episodes left of Justified here. Uh, is it four or three? Was this episode ten? Oh, this was episode 10. So we, so we have, have three left. No. Oh, yes, man. I know. It's all happening. It's happening it so fast. All right. It well, is. there's only three left. Antonio and I, we will be recapping every single one of those episodes starting uh, the final three next Tuesday night. We will be talking about that episode. Thanks, everybody, as always, for listening to what we're doing uh, on this show. Antonio, what else is going on in Post Show Recap? Well, we got the Walking Dead finale coming up, right? You got a feedback show and then the finale this week? Yeah, we've got the Walking Dead feedback show from uh, the penultimate season five episode. uh, And the season five finale is coming up on Sunday. So that is all happening. Uh, Things are things are heating up uh, in uh, in zombie land. So speaking speaking of heating up. uh, Things are heating up on Better Call Saul. Rob Sesternino and I talking Better Call Saul. Two episodes left. Two episodes left. Things are heating up because I think that, uh, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil anything, but uh, let's just say there might be more power and light uh, coming into Better Call Saul. It's a really good show. Better Call Saul, if you guys aren't watching it, and if you are a Breaking Bad fan, I really think you ought to be watching it. And what you guys are doing, what Antonio and Rob are doing on that podcast is really good stuff. Uh, Silly. No, it's true. It's true. It's true. Uh, So everybody should be listening to that. Uh, Kirk Clark and Mike Bloom, Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time podcast going on. Um, You and Mike Bloom, you guys talked about community. Um... Mike Bloom and I are working on something pretty funny that I don't want to reveal just yet, but you guys will like it when it comes out. So basically, the moral of the story is tons of stuff happening on post-show recaps. Game of Thrones coming up real soon, real quick. Uh, and we will be, starting next week, we're going to be doing some Game of Thrones coverage. So keep uh, keep an eye out for that. Just subscribe to everything. Yeah, throw doing. us a like hey, on Facebook on. if you haven't done that. We don't have enough people that like our Facebook page. We've got a really good engagement on Twitter, but like us on Facebook if you're on Facebook. Like like Post Show Recaps on Facebook. Like us on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash post show recaps. That's the way to do that, at post show recaps. Uh, just keep doing keep doing all the good stuff you guys are doing, yeah. and we will, we will keep doing all the mediocre stuff that we are doing. Indeed. Indeed. All right, everybody. We will see you next week for another episode of Justified. Take care.